Hello, and welcome to Tackle Tuesday. My name is Dr. Joanna Pagonis, and I will be your host. Most of the time I have a guest on, but occasionally I like to hog the spotlight, if you will, and share my knowledge and my expertise. And today we're going to focus on transformational leadership. Part of my role is to educate organizational leaders about the benefits of creating positive and resilient work cultures, which is the primary reason why I started my business, Synogap Solutions, and Tackle Tuesday. It's also the reason why I wrote my book, Choose to Be a Leader Others Would Want to Follow. I've said this in one of my previous podcasts that Sir Ken Robinson said that a leader's job is climate control. It's about moving away from a climate of commanding control towards a climate of possibility. But that can be challenging, especially recently, as things are continually shifting. And as managers, we're not only responsible for our own productivity and our own intrinsic motivation and level of engagement, we're responsible for others as well. So how do you create a climate of possibility in a time like this? And let's be honest, I mean, we can see this as a road bump or we can see it as something a bit more significant, but I think the truth is many of us are being challenged. And a few of my manager friends and colleagues have reached out to me to say that the productivity levels in their teams has dipped. Initially, they saw productivity increase as people were sent to work from home, but now it's beginning to dipping and it's not getting any better. And so that's why I wanted to focus today's episode on transformational leadership and employee productivity. I think there's value, I know there's value in talking about employee productivity and discussing how we actually measure productivity. So my ultimate goal for the listener today is that after listening to today's episode, you'll walk away with maybe some new ideas around how to approach your current state with your team, especially if you do have a team of individuals who are struggling to stay motivated and to be productive. So let's begin with the difference between transformational leadership and transactional leadership. And then I'm going to switch into my research because transformational and transactional leadership, there is research on that. My research really focuses more on the difference between management and leadership. And one could say tomato, tomato, but we'll, we'll spend some time examining both. So, all right, well, let's begin with transactional leadership and what that is. And you may already be well aware of that term and the difference between that and transformational leadership. On a basic level, Transactional leadership is primarily based on processes and control and requires a strict management structure. And transactional leadership is all about getting things done. Whereas transformational leadership focuses on inspiring and motivating others to follow, to follow. requires a lot of coordination, cooperation, and engagement. Transformational leadership, unlike transactional leadership, looks at how to, mo- how to motivate people to get things done versus telling people what to do, when to do, and how to do it. Now, I wouldn't say that one is better than the other, or you need to focus on one versus the other. I see them lying on a continuum, just as I do management and leadership, and I'll define those in a moment too. But it lies on a continuum, and sometimes, depending on the context the situation you're in, you may need to rely more heavily on transactional leadership 
and not so much on transformational leadership. And a good example of that is in the midst of a crisis uh, or a really important project with a very tight timeline. You may be directing people more to do things. Whereas in a situation where you may have a little bit more time on your hands, you may not be directing as much, but rather soliciting input and feedback from the different members on your team to really think about and problem solve and be creative in how you're going to approach a situation. Another way to look at transformational versus transactional leadership is to look at management competencies versus leadership competencies. And this is where my research comes into play. And all of this is in my book, Choose to Be a Leader Others Would Want to Follow. And I define the two. And so management competencies is about overseeing systems and processes, which is what transactional leadership really focuses on. It's about controlling assets. It's ensuring we achieve results. And it's about systems thinking, understanding the context that we work within and how a decision we make can impact the rest of the system internally within our organization and externally, especially when it comes to the customer experience, customer relationships, trends in our current industry. Leadership competencies, on the other hand, are really the four domains of emotional intelligence, self-awareness, right? Being aware of oneself, your strengths, your areas of growth, having a continual growth mindset, uh, managing oneself, that's the second domain, self-management, understanding what your emotional triggers are, being able to take accountability for your actions. Number three is about social, or the third domain, social awareness, understanding your organization's vision and purpose, knowing how you fit within that. You could, similar to systems thinking in many ways, but also being sure that, especially if you're in a formal leadership position, that you can translate what that organization's vision is to your team, and it's also about empathy and compassion towards others. And last but not least, relationship management, which is about investing in other people's growth, not just your own, but in other people's growth, um, building trusting relationships, getting to know people, finding out what's their internal motivation, what makes them tick, and, and leveraging that to inspire and motivate people to achieve a result. Once again, can be seen on, on a continuum. It's not one versus the other. And you see, I used to believe that leadership and management were one and the same. And over the course of my research, I understood that they are very different and each add value to an organization's ability to achieve its goals. Gosling and Mintzberg wrote an article in the Harvard Business Review, and they said that nobody aspires to be a good manager. Everybody wants to be a good leader. But the separation between leadership and management does have its consequences. So management without leadership can lead to a disengaged workforce, while leadership without management can lead to unachieved business goals. And I'm sure we've all experienced a manager who struggles to relate to others and never emerges from his or her office, as we also know leaders who are very well-liked, but struggle to lead projects to successful completion. Now, this part of the conversation, I'd like to transition to, well, what is productivity then? And how do we tap into our transactional versus our transformational leadership or our management skills versus our leadership skills to really get work done and to ensure people stay productive. Because that's really the issue that, you know, 
the discussions that I'm having with people right now is my, my team is not being very productive. And what do I do to make them more productive? How do I get those levels of productivity back up? Otherwise, you know, we do risk not meeting our timelines and our goals. So one of the things I'd like to say is, you know, or explore is how do we, how do we, or how do you define productivity? Is it about how much work gets completed within a specified time frame? Is it about the amount of products that you design, develop, create, once again, within a specified time frame? And that is a part of how we may measure productivity. But I think there's other ways, uh, maybe an untraditional way of defining and measuring productivity. And the way I like to define productivity or measure it is through three main concepts or ways, methods. One is communication. The second one is all about efficiency. And the last one is about effectiveness. And the three are very much interrelated. So when it comes to communication, as a leader or a manager, because like we said, we can see management and leadership lying on a continuum. So when it comes to communication, I think whether you're in manager mode or leadership mode, both, uh, both need to rely heavily on communication. When do you communicate with your team? How frequently do you communicate with them? And what is the quality of your communication with them? Are you working in silos? Are you on the same page in regards to the what, when, where, and how? And even if you're working on a project with a very tight timeline, and you may be a little bit more in the management mode where you're overseeing and you're directing and guiding, you can still ensure that your quality of communication is on point in terms of to the frequency and the quality. You can say right now, guys, we have to deliver this within two days. And so I'm going to be a bit more directive with you. I'm going to do my best to seek your input because I know that that will find the best way to achieve a goal if you can share with me your thoughts. But you may see me directing more than soliciting input. Now, if you see me recommending a strategy or guiding you in a direction that you know will fail because you have access to some information I don't, you need to let me know that. By no means because I'm directing you, it means that you have to do what I say, no questions asked. It's not a dictatorship here. You can inform me of things I may not know that may improve the direction we move in. So you see, you may still be in a very management mode with your team, but it doesn't mean you shut down communication. It doesn't mean that you don't take the time to explain to them what's happening. Number two, efficiency. So efficiency is about achieving a, de a desired result without wasting time, effort, or resources. So can you see how communication plays a role in efficiency? You have to communicate in a way that leverages the resources across your team and your organization to achieve a desired result. So if you're communicating frequently, you're crystal clear about the what, when, where, and how with your team, and the more efficient you are, the more effective you are, which is the third concept within my definition of productivity. And the reason why you'll be more effective is because the amount of time you spend fixing a mistake or engaging in rework, which we know takes a lot of time and costs a lot of money, drastically decreases. So it all starts with communication. But communication, efficiency, and effectiveness are all interrelated. And so if you're communicating more openly, more frequently, 
which gives your team an opportunity to provide input into the direction you're moving. And especially if they see something that may potentially not work, they can advise you earlier rather than later. You will save time and you will save money. And I believe that is a good example of how to blend management and leadership or transactional versus transformational leadership. Both are important and both need to exist on a continuum, but it all is grounded and starts in communication. And when we see team members productivity plummet, so maybe they're not communicating as openly with you or with their fellow team members. Maybe you see them working in a silo and as a result, they're making more errors because they're not aware of what's going on around them. You need to touch base with them and communicate with them to find out what's going on. I always say a dip in productivity is a symptom of an underlying root cause or issue. And your job as the leader of that team is to find out what's going on, which means you do have to have a relationship with the people on your team. They need to trust you. So when you have that candid conversation with them, it's not devoid of compassion and empathy. And they know that that's that you're being authentic. When you're all candor, no compassion, you're an asshole. But if you're all compassion and no candor, you're a pushover. So it's, 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 it can't be just management versus leadership. You need both to ensure that your team is engaged and productive. They're not concepts that are completely or mutually exclusive. They need to coexist and context dictates when to rely on one more than the other. But ultimately, hopefully through our chat today, you'll start to get a better understanding of how to ensure that you're creating an engaging and productive team environment. And some of the things to think about, not just communication, like I said, you know, Think about communication. It starts there. Something as simple as how often do you meet with the individual members of your team and how often do you meet as a team could be a good starting point for you to see how you could potentially fix a productivity issue. I mean, if you're not meeting regularly with your team, that could be one of the reasons why productivity is dipping. And in the midst of this constant change, we're trying to renegotiate, if you will, um, communications schedules, how frequently we communicate with the members of our team, how frequently we communicate with members of other teams, and how we bring it all together. I think that's why there's value in sitting down and investing some time and thought into your communication strategy. It will go a long way in alleviating certain pain points that people are experiencing now and in the future. And as we know, things are continuously shifting. And so in March, many people were sent home to work. Over the summer, some people returned to the office. Now people are in a position where they're thinking, do we shift and go back home? Do some people work from home? Do some people work in the office? This continuous change is creating some havoc in the way we communicate with others. And that's why I think it's important, as I said, take some time, invest that time with yourself, Start there in terms of, well, how are we communicating now and how can it be improved? And then bring in the members of your team and members of other teams to talk about what that looks like. And as things shift 
what will the protocol be? So in closing, as managers, we are faced with multiple dilemmas. And the managers that I speak with now and the ones that participated in my research study expressed the importance of not only considering the larger system that we work within, but while at the same time considering and balancing the needs of our employees. If you go to my website and you click on formal leaders, you'll actually see that the uh, image that I have in the ba- banner is a, is a balance. It's a scale because that is our role. We have to balance the needs of our employees with the needs of the organization. And, and that can be challenging at times, right? The managers I speak with, they say that they have to be adaptable to continual change while needing to maintain order and consistency. We have to think about achieving and monitoring results while inspiring and motivating others to have an interest and to be committed to their work and to others and the organization. So ultimately, as a manager, you do have a choice. You can choose to sit isolated in your office or in your home if that's where you're working now, and which, which could actually be very conducive to responding to emails and writing reports and briefing notes. Or you can choose to venture outside, whether that be physically or virtually beyond the walls of your office and spend time with the people on your team. We develop trusting relationships with people we know and share our experience with, which can't happen if we stay behind a closed door. Now, one of the things that I started to do with my guests, and I think it's only fair that I do it to myself, is I have this thing called uh, keep it, start it, and drop it, which you always do at the end of an episode. And so what would I keep or start or drop in regards to um, transformational leadership, the things that I've learned about leadership versus management and, and employee productivity? And so I'm putting myself on the spot because to be honest, at this point of the conversation, I don't have any notes to follow. I am just kind of winging it. So what would I, what would I keep? One of the things that I learned very quickly as a new manager that led me to becoming, I'd like to think as a very successful leader was spending time getting to know the people that were on my team that report directly to me, but also people on other teams that my team worked very closely with getting to know people across the organization. I realized that If people trust you, which as I mentioned before, happens when you take time to get to know people, when you show an interest in who they are versus just focusing on the task or the work at hand, uh, people will want to respond in kind. They'll want to get to know you and they will want to be there to support you and they'll want to see you succeed just as much as you've demonstrated to them that their success is important to you. And taking that approach in terms of my managerial style, really came in handy during times of, um, I don't want to say crisis, but there are always times where you're like, you get delegated a task with a very tight timeline and you kind of have to figure it out. And having people around you that support you and want to see you succeed is, is really critical. So really relying on the people on my team, their expertise, and letting them know that they were important and the skill set that they had would result in our success, people will step up to the plate and want to deliver. So I learned that very early. So that's something that I would keep, right? Uh, hmm, what would I drop? Oh, yes. Uh, the opposite of what I just said, uh, staying stuck in my office. I realized that sometimes when I was really stressed and overwhelmed, 
which inevitably occurs in a managerial's uh, career, in a manager's career, uh, I would uh, kind of turn inward. And you'd see my door closed more often than not. And I'd try to figure everything out. That, that was my natural default. And I actually see that in a lot of managers. It seems to be their natural default as well. And so that's something that, that I would, I have, I have actually stopped. Um, and what would I start to do? Hmm. Be more transparent. I don't think we talked a lot about transparency, but I think it's inherent when you talk about communication. Uh, you, you need to be honest and open. Sometimes you need to say, I don't know what I don't know, but we'll, as we discover things, I'll share, right? That's all about transparency, admitting when you make a mistake, putting yourself out there when you're not sure the best course of action. And so I won't say I'm not a transparent person and I've never practiced transparency before. I won't say that. But when I say start, I think I'll, if I could shift start to continue, like to continue to do that and to do it more, especially as an entrepreneur, I find myself always wanting to be perfect for my clients, never make a mistake, act as if I know it all. And that's not the case. As entrepreneurs, we have struggles. We make mistakes and we learn from them. And to be able to share that more openly, especially through the forum, the, the, the methods that I have access to, like my podcast, for example, and I write a blog as well, is to share some of that that vulnerability a bit more and that transparency. I think that goes a long way in helping develop trusting relationships. You know, people want to align with you when they can trust you. And and trust isn't only developed by wanting to get to know other people, but also being able to be vulnerable and open to them when you make a mistake. Uh, That is part of self-management, which is one of the domains in emotional intelligence. So embracing that vulnerability a bit more is something I will continue and embrace a lot more. So next month, I will record another solo episode, and I'm going to explore the five principles that are required in in creating an engaging team environment, which will be a continuation of this discussion around transformational versus transactional leadership. So that is our show for today. I want to thank you for listening. Please feel free to connect with me if I struck a chord with you. If you want to bounce some ideas off of me, if you just want to share what's going on with you and your team, that's what I'm here for. And I would love to engage in that conversation with you. All my contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. That is our show. And I look forward to tackling the next issue with you.